Hello and welcome to Don't Feed the Geeks, presented by the Long Island Comic Guys, the masters of the geeky verse. Well, welcome back and happy holidays, geek freaks. This is going to be our last official podcast episode of 2020. Um, it's been a trying year. It's been a long year, but we're all here. I'm TC, joined as always by JJ. Hey, what up? And what? Toy Story. What's up? We're very excited today. We have a special guest today. We have one of our good friends, Billy Tucci. He's going to be joining us. He's going to be talking about some of the uh, creator-owned um, um, Kickstarter, well, not Kickstarter, sorry, Indiegogo, and um, creator-owned properties that he's yeah. launching uh, right now. Um, but before we do that, oh, sorry. Our end segment today is going to be a fun one. I think everybody really enjoyed today's ending segment. Uh, we're going to close it out with a special review of a great holiday classic. Don't say what it is. Oh, okay. Holiday special. Oh, Don't say yeah. what it is. No, oh. you do it. It's okay. You should have told me you're right. The greatest modern masterpiece of our time. It was, yes. It was something. We'll talk, we'll talk later. All right. We'll, we'll circle back to that at the end of the episode, so make sure you hang around until then. But for now, I'm going to turn it over to Toy Story for the Geek Beat. So we have to bring mention the Disney's Investors Day that um, about a week and a half ago they had. It was about a four-hour event. They announced a ton of new stuff um, Disney, from Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, everything. We did a separate video, a Geek Beat special report, if you will, on that. So if you guys want to hear about all the – 30,000 announcements that they made in that sector. Please go to our YouTube channel and check it out. It's a lot of stuff, and it looks really cool. We gave you our very humble, well, not so humble opinions on all the projects. So I think we pretty much covered everything we could. Yeah, we, did. <laughs> we really did. So, um, yeah, there's just a few non-Marvel um, or Star Wars ones that we were going to mention here today, though, since we didn't get to those. And I didn't yeah, know so and I didn't know any of these, so this is cool. Oh, yes. Yeah, awesome. so, so first up, we got the Little Mermaid, which I'm assuming is a live action remake. Correct? Yeah. So I think this is one of the few that we're talking we're going to talk about now that are going to be th theatrical releases and not Disney Plus. Mm -hmm. um, I marked a couple of these DP, and those are all the ones that are going to be on Disney Plus. But I think this one is not. I'm not familiar with a lot of people in the cast. It looks like a lot of younger people. Um, I do think King Triton was somebody. I was familiar with, but now I don't have See, my notes in front of me. <laughs> this was this has been on the project plan for like years with them. And oh, I know has it? Oh I my god! I had heard I'm pretty sure every anime movie now. is at this. Point. I'm gonna I'm gonna say they were talking about this for like five years ago. They started oh, wow. cause then and then because then I heard they were gonna change it to having an African American Little Mermaid. Yeah, and like, I think it was that's a what lot of back and is. forth. A non-redhead they were going to do. To be honest, because I'm a huge Little Mermaid fan. It's one of my favorite Disney cartoons. My wife and my I, sister, too. <laughs> I was, I've always been obsessed with this cartoon, and I just I love the music to it. It's one of my favorites, so I've... Just the girl. Yeah, you know, <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited to see this. I want to see it. So yeah. the, the names that I am familiar with, so Melissa McCarthy is going to be Ursula. Uh, Javier Bardem is going to be King Triton, so that's the name I knew. And then a lot of the oh your your uh, fellow Bayside Aquafina is going to be Scuttle, dude. I love um, her. That's really cool, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Ariel is being played by Halle Bailey. I'm not familiar with her. Um, I think she's a relative newcomer. I think she's been in some. Uh, I think she might be a singer, actually. 
I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to say stuff about what I don't know. They're gonna but, need um, a singer. They're gonna need a singer for this. Oh yeah, I, I think they're. I have, a, um, I have a picture somewhere with Aquafina from like six years ago at Flushing Town Hall when she did a free concert <laughs> before she did anything. You should post that on I know. the I have to find it. She's everywhere. Now. <laughs> she's gonna be in one of the Marvel movies too. Yeah, yeah she's gonna be in Shang Chi. Yeah. It's crazy. All crazy. Right. Yeah. So we got that. We got um, Chippendale, right? Next, Chippendale yes. Rescue Rangers. Yes. Are you aware of this um, show, Matt? Did you ever watch Not it? At all. No. It's fantastic. It's so it was a, it was part show. of that, yeah, that Disney block of like stuff. Like it was in like the DuckTales era, like mm -hmm. Darkwing Duck kind of era. And this one apparently is going to be a hybrid. I'm assuming the Chip. I'm assuming Chip and Dale are going to be animated, but I believe they're going to be voiced by John Mulaney and Andy Samberg. I'm assuming Andy Samberg is probably going to be Dale and John Mulaney is going to be um, Chip. Yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with them. They're in SNL. I think John Mulaney oh, yeah. was more like a writer. Andy Samberg, of course. Um, I've seen his really stand-up, John Mulaney. He's yeah, really he has pretty good stand-up too. And Andy Samberg's on that cop show too. Right? Brooklyn Nine Nine, so, amazing. Everybody should watch it if they don't. Yeah, know. I, I've been meaning to get around to it. I just it's, it's, it's one of the funniest things I've seen in a while. These yeah. type of shows never really worked. You know, I don't know the the, the hybrid live action and animation. I just oh those yeah. I mean, the uh, last one that I really enjoyed was Who Framed Roger Rabbit, <laughs> and that was the great one. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right, next, then next up we got Pinocchio starring Tom Hanks and directed by Robert Zemeckis. This yeah, looks so interesting. Yeah, that's the only part I think we missed because we did mention that in the mm -hmm. um, in the Disney Investor Day special report, yeah. but I didn't realize that Zemeckis was going to yeah, be directing it. Yeah, me neither. That's awesome. Pretty interesting. Yeah, totally. And then we got Peter Pan and Wendy also on Disney Plus starring Jude Law as Captain Hook. I'm and actually really – Sorry? Sorry. Sorry, sorry go ahead. <laughs> and Yara Shahidi, I hope I pronounced that right, as yeah. Tinkerbell. Yeah, she's. I think she's part of the family on uh, Blackish, and she's on the spinoff that they did, Grownish, as well. Okay. This is another one where I don't really know a lot of the other cast other than her. I think it's a lot of like young up and comers. I think they only. Oh, so they only have the name of Peter Pan, who they don't even have a picture on IMDb, is Alexander Maloney. Um, Wendy is Ever Anderson. She looks like a really young child, and there's Tiger Lily is Alyssa Wanapat. Tonk, and I butchered that. I apologize <laughs> to that young lady, but um, yeah, I I love that. My daughter is randomly really into Peter Pan. Uh, really? She likes the second one <laughs> too, so um, I think that might be something we watch together. Nice. And this is the one I want to hear your guys' thoughts on the most because I think we touched upon it before. So we got Lightyear, Lightyear coming out six seventeen twenty twenty two, voiced by Chris Evans. <laughs> now, here's my thing. Okay. This, so this thing is supposed to be because in the in Toy Story, Buzz Lightyear is a toy from a movie. Mm -hmm. So this is supposed to be that movie from the Toy Story. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. So, so that's what I, I was going to say. I actually almost like this separation because it gives like the actual character it's based on kind of a different personality than the toy. Like the toy is, you know, obviously um, not, not Tom Hanks. It's the other guy. Um, to to Tom, yeah. And he's great as mm -hmm. it. I mean, and I think I like that that's a toy, but I think the, to play like a, a actual hero version of him, like non-toy version, I think it's cool to go with a different personality. I'm actually really excited for this one personally. I, 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 yeah. I, I now that I I know that that that's what they're doing, it does make a little more sense. 
But I, I'm hoping that they do bring Tim Allen in somewhere. I, I'd like to see him do some kind oh, of awesome. yeah. like maybe there's a toy version of him. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, don't I, know. Know. I wish I wish it were Tim Allen still, like a I'm, less characterized version of him. Yeah. It makes sense that the toy would have the voice of the character in the movie. I see both sides of it. You know, I see both sides. I'm, of not, it. I'm still gonna watch it. I mean, obviously, yeah, it looks really good. I'm excited for it. So that one is also gonna be a theatrical release. So the other, um, it's weird we, what they're picking to be theatrical and not. It's yeah. Weird. So yeah, Chip and Dale, uh, Pinocchio, and Peter Pan and Wendy. Those are all gonna be Disney Plus originals. Uh -huh. And I believe they're they're films. They're not series. So mm -hmm. okay. All right. Nice. That's all pretty right. cool. What? On to the, I think we've covered everything Disney now. Yeah, let's last, never talk about Disney again. Years. And so instead, we're going to talk about Disney again when we talk about Mandalorian. <laughs> so Mandalorian star Ming-Na Wen has said that she's going to reprise her role as Fennec in The Bad Batch. Okay. Awesome. So that's that's yeah. an animated series, right? Yes, it is. It's going to be Clone Wars style. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. But it's cool to see that this crossover of characters is like a common thing now. You know, I'm really surprised at... I mean, maybe she could still be in other stuff too. I was really expecting her to be in like, I. There's no way I believe that Cara Dune and like her and like these other characters. I mean, at this point, even like you know how you were saying Mayfield, Mayfeld the other episode. Like, I feel like all those guys are gonna get a show together. Yeah. Like some type of like, I don't even know. Like, I'd watch a Mayfield show any day. Of the week. <laughs> Dude, that's funny. I know. Five, yeah, minutes, so five minutes and you're sold on this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. All right, then next up, we got a new movie coming out, right, JJ? You you, you told me about this. So this is cool. I, I don't know. I, I don't know where I saw this at, but, um, I you know, I was never a big fan of her, but uh, what's Chloe her Grace name? Chloe, Chloe Grace Moretz. Um, Chloe Grace. I said that right, right? Chloe Grace Moretz. Right. Oh, from Kick-Ass? So yeah. From Kick-Ass. So she's got a new movie out called Shadow in the Clouds. And this thing is this thing is wild. I'm not sure. Did you see the uh, trailer, TC? Matt, did no, you see it? I, I skimmed it a little bit. It looks okay. really cool. I really like her. So I don't know where this came out of, but here, you know, the whole premise of this is, you know, it takes place during World War II. Um, she's a captain, a pilot, apparently. They're not really making that, you know, well, they do make that. She's a pilot, World War II. She becomes a crew member of a B-17 bomber. And she's got some really weird top secret package. We don't know what it is. Um, they go flying. They meet some enemies. She takes the guns. She starts like pounding these Germans or uh, Japanese. I, I don't remember what it was. But then there's gremlins. I don't know if you guys know history of gremlins back in World War II. The, you know, there was always a legend of, you know, some of these planes that crashed. They were uh, they were brought down by gremlins, which were you know little monsters that attacked the uh, that attack. I mean, this was a legend back even during World War II. That would you know bring these airplanes down but this movie that's that's what this whole thing is about um it is wild like it is the craziest movie i think trailer i've seen in a long time um i like her you know i, I don't think i've had yeah, i'm on board i really like her she's great this this is amazing so when you guys get a chance check this out we'll put the link in our uh in the, in the comments here but it is wild i'm gonna have to go check that out shadow yeah. in the clouds yep um but yeah pretty cool nice pretty pretty cool Nice. A lot of TV and movie news this week. <laughs> I like it. I know. Uh, Next, we have some Anthony Mackie news, also brought to us by JJ, right? Yeah, this was another strange one. So, Anthony Mackie's got a new movie coming out on Netflix in January. Um, it's called uh, Outside the Wire. And he plays an android who's human, 
in a human form. And basically, you know, he's got to go outside this, you know, the wire to go grab, you know, different technology. He's got to stop the world from being annihilated or blown up from these other faction. And it looks really good. Like, I, even I was amazed again. Like, here's Anthony Mackie doing this. Where did he find the time to do this? <laughs> In between, well, Falcon Winter Soldier has been done, I guess. So. No, I think they're still doing that, aren't they? Or he's even been like finished recorded. Uh, (laughs) It looks really cool. I love him. I'm excited to see him in anything, especially something outside of Marvel. Yeah, and this is on Netflix in January, so Mm -hmm. it's it's even better. It's a Netflix movie. Very cool. So there's one more movie that um that got announced too, and I'll just jump ahead on this one real quick. So there's a new Mortal Kombat movie which Hudson shared on the Don't Feed the Geeks account that I had just heard about and apparently it's been in production for a while um it's coming out in on april 16th of 2021 theaters and and hbo max yes and it has not a ton of people like no one that really jumps off the page there's this guy hiroyuki sonata and i believe like he was in wolverine he was like the brother of the girl who was like the main character. He's like a recognizable face. And then um, the guy, Makad Brooks, um, he was on Supergirl. He played Jimmy Olsen. He's playing Jax. But a lot of them are like not a lot of really big names other than that. Kind of like, um, I don't know. Like, so I don't know how much I'm expecting from this movie. If it's going to be, you know, the expectations of Mortal Kombat 1, which was like a really good B minus movie as opposed to like Mortal Kombat 2 which was like how many movies were there I think there were there might have been more than two but I only saw two and two was like yeah I love the video game but I I, I think I'm done now <laughs> with the movies the first yeah, one was hard. awesome I love the first one I think I mean, they if they did a third one it might have been like a sci-fi only movie <laughs> like a sci-fi TV movie so is, so is that is this one going to be based on anything that we've seen like I, I, hard or I, is it it's a reboot kind of like a re- yeah a complete reboot yeah wow. I think that's probably better at this point <laughs> yeah definitely all right. Um, and let's go into this uh, one that we just skipped over. I wanted to keep the movies together. Yeah, so. JJ, talk yeah. about this, this crowdfunders thing. So this is crazy. So I guess I missed out on this. I didn't realize this. But Hasbro did a, a crowdfunding event where people can pre-order the Razor Crest toy. Now, this thing is huge. Um, it's supposed to be the 1-6 scale. So, I, you know, they've got the Black Series. I think that's 1-6, right? Like Lego or no? No, 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 no. This is a full okay. toy, you know, a, a big toy. Oh, Hasbro. Hasbro. <laughs> so um, this thing was ran for three, uh, 350 bucks for this thing. Um, and it came with, you know, uh, the Mandalorian. It came with the Baby Yoda and this big giant ship. Um, but the problem is, so they got 28,000 people that bought this thing. Well, they capped it. That was it. So I guess it went on for a day or two and they only had – and. You can only buy this thing during that during that time frame, and once mm-hmm. once the time frame is gone, it was you couldn't buy it anymore. Uh, these things now are selling anywhere from between six hundred to two or three thousand dollars on eBay now. Pretty big jump. <laughs> but the problem, though, so this happened before episode whatever the episode was, where the Razor Crest got destroyed. So now these people are a little annoyed. That there is no more Razor Crest, and now they've got this ship on pre-order that means nothing. So, have we talked about that episode yet? We I haven't. don't. I we I, did not. When I when I when I put this on the sheet, I'm like, we didn't talk about this episode. 
Okay. So let's just jump before we end it. Let's just jump into that real quickly. So what was the last episode we talked about? Was it the one? It's the last one. Which we one? talked. Uh, oh, we didn't even talk about uh, the last one. We took his helmet off. Oh, so we were a little behind. Yeah. So I think we're two episodes two, behind. Two episodes behind. Because we've only talked about the Jedi episode, yep. right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. We didn't talk yeah. about the two Boba Fett episodes. Yeah. Correct. Right. Okay. All right. So yeah, there was two Boba Fett episodes. Uh, <laughs> Obviously. So the first one. So I loved like that whole interaction. I think Boba Fett really shined there. So th I felt like this was kind of like a um, a moment that like it gave all the fans. I, I I can't really get this word. I'm trying to look, but it was finally like, oh, okay, this guy should mean something at this point. So yeah. he actually is an important character instead of him being in this movie for five minutes and then falling into a Sarlacc pit. I know he's had a great history in comics and stuff like that, but like, you know, there's like 90, 90% of the population outside of like true Star Wars fans is like, yeah, we've only seen like five seconds of this guy. What's the big deal? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this was finally his moment. And they even threw in something for the uh, prequel lovers such as myself with that seismic charge from episode yes. two. <laughs> Which was great. I got when that's when that's the same sound, sound. I was like, that sound. I was like, is it 2003? <laughs> I've seen that before. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, but that's yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> so in this episode, in that episode, you know, it's also cool. Sorry to interrupt you to see the inside of the slave one like that. Remember yeah, the part where it, it, was, it was um it was turning and you could see it from inside the cabin where they yeah, were. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we never yeah. seen what it looks like. And that was pretty exciting too, because you you because you don't know. You know, you you can un, you can visualize the size of this thing, but you can't visualize like how big it is on the inside. Yeah, yeah. So that that was a pretty cool feature. But going back, so this was the episode that the Razor Crest got destroyed, yeah. um, and then we've got Gorgu, right? Grogu, 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 Gorgu, whatever. No, Baby Yoda. <laughs> um, there is fine. <laughs> hopefully, reached out to a Jedi. What do we think? It's I mean, interesting. Yeah. Do you guys think we're going to find out who that Jedi is before the end of this season? I think we'll see a silhouette. I don't think we're going to see any more than a silhouette. I thought that. I don't think so because they already and they already did that in season one. That silhouette thing with Boba Fett. Remember when he walked up to what's her face in the in the Tatooine? Yeah, but that wasn't how they ended it though. Yeah, but they still already. Uh, yeah, maybe. I figured because they did something like that already. I, don't I know think if they did it again. I was leaning more towards you're going to see. Like him standing in front. I, I think they're actually going to go the opposite, where you're going to see them and then like cut to black or something. Yeah, that would be great. Would just like, like, oh, <laughs> oh, he sees Samuel Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's. It, I feel like they could throw anything at us right now. Yeah. Like they're throwing that at us. It could be Sebastian. I mean, I think we're going to get Luke Skywalker. I don't think it's going to be until maybe season four. I, yeah. I'm telling you, we're going to get Luke Skywalker, and it's going to be this freaking Sebastian Stan guy. Uh, I'm, I would bet money on it right now. I, I'm I'm putting 500 bucks on Didn't it. Didn't Mark if Hamill tweet about that? that? Didn't Mark Hamill tweet about that, Sebastian Stan? I think yeah, he he told, yeah, it basically means it's a done deal. Yeah. Un un unfortunately, I just read yesterday that we're not going to get season three until Christmas of 2021. That's fine. So, so I mean, that's uh, Christmas time frame. Okay. So it's almost over, though, right? Is it two more episodes? One. This week's the last. One, one more, and, and, then, and then we're getting a special one hour on Christmas Day. Uh, oh. Like a behind the scenes. Oh, so, thing. yeah, but that, that doesn't count. <laughs> um, so, that, right, so 
So that so that episode we got you know a blown up Razor Crest. We got Gorgo Baby Yoda reaching out to somebody. We got these dark troopers, which were they were robotic. They weren't even human, which was quite interesting. Um, and at the tail end of that, we've got did we get the look of we got we got the uh, the black saber again, which was pretty interesting. Yeah. So he so uh, what's his name Moff what Moff Gideon Moff Gideon Moff Gideon has Grogu right now. Yep. I keep thinking like the Hector from Breaking Bad in the wheelchair is gonna roll in with his like little dinger. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So I mean that that doesn't really completely cover it. I mean we got Ming Na back in that episode two. We found that she's rolling with um, Boba Fett. Uh, what's the name of her character? Fennec. Fennec. Yeah. Fennec. So, you know, he, it basically ends with Boba Fett agreeing to help him, you know, and he goes like right after, um, you know, so, so the, basically the scene that we were talking about earlier. So the Mandalorian and who else was it Fennec that was with him at the time? They were like trying to save baby Yoda. And then all of a sudden freaking Boba Fett gets his armor and absolutely destroys like 45 troopers on his own and like two transport ships. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, by far the most badass scene that the Bo Boba Fett has ever had, ever. Yeah. And, okay. you had a, and you had a lot of mixture of different things. You, know, you, know, you had, oh, you he had used everything at his disposal. <laughs> then you also had, you know, you had a little uh, homage to, you know, Indiana Jones with a boulder coming down and running yeah. over a stormtrooper. And yeah, stormtroopers still can't hit for crap. Yep. Um, and then we had a new kind of stormtrooper, the Mortarman, which was interesting. Um, which is the guy that was in yellow. He was all he had the yellow stripes, and that's a Mortarman, which has never been shown. Oh, that's and, cool. and if you notice, what he was firing was he was firing like a, a type of thermo detonator. But yeah. if you looked at what it was, it was those little things that are on the back of the stormtroopers, the little circular things. Oh, I did not so know. That. If you think about it, all the stormtroopers are carrying thermo detonators, like whatever those. You know, it makes sense they carry those when you're playing Battlefront 2, they they can throw thermal detonators, right? I know these, these were these weren't the circular ones, these were you know the cylinders. So it was interesting to see that. So um also I wanted to say crap. Uh, all right, keep going. You guys got uh, we'll move on. <laughs> all right, one last thing before we move on. So this I saw this too today, JJ, this Tom Cruise story. Oh so, I, we didn't talk about the second episode. Oh, I'm sorry. So, Continue. So second, second I didn't realize we were doing a full review of both. Of them. Let's just do it quickly. Yeah. We'll do it real quick. Uh, second episode was uh, yeah, Boba Fett painted his armor. Which yeah, was I like that. Dude, that was awesome. I noticed your dislike. I, I so the the way I thought about it, and I, I this is actually the most specific thing I wanted to talk about from that episode. To think about how long it's probably been that he didn't have it, and to like finally get it back. And he's like, screw that. He's like, he wants to like really take care of it and like make it pristine. Like, I actually liked it. I mean, I liked that it still had the bump, but they cleaned it up. He looks fresh. You know, he he changes out his colors a little bit. He's going black now. He looks sleek and slim. I thought it was great, personally. It fit a lot better than when he got it. Because when he got it, it looked like it didn't fit at all. I don't know how he, he got into that thing. Sit up on the way to that planet. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. It just it, it just didn't it didn't it. it I don't know. It just. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> Each his own. Last episode, too, I want to say he also had that great uh, scene. What was it? With a Bantha staff? Is that what those are called? Yes. Uh, yep. Uh, he, like, he was destroying people, like completely cracking over 
kept cracking over stormtrooper helmets. I was like, that was pretty awesome too. Before he, even I really like the black underneath his armor too. Yeah, I do. Like black cloth, it looked cool. So yeah. you got you got to figure. So what um, stormtrooper armor is crap? <laughs> Basically, yeah, <laughs> gotta be. How many of these are they mass producing? I'm sure they're basically just plastic. Yeah. At, least they're, at least they're keeping that theme from the original trilogy where they're crap. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, if all of a sudden now stormtroopers started to be able to take laser blasts, then I'd have a problem with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the, so the last episode. I'm sorry. Let's uh, let's talk about that real quick. So, um, Bill Burr. Bill Burr. Yeah. May, uh, Mayfield. Mayfield. Great. Love this guy. Um, again, I mean, I've said this so many times before that he needs his own show or needs to be more in a show. Um, I mean, this guy hit it out of the park. Again, I was really not expecting that like emotional scene that he had. Like, yeah, not at all. Where he's like, you know, he ha has that backstory. And I just read today that the, the, the battle he was talking about is actually featured in one of the video games too, one of the Battlefront video games, um, Project Cinder. It's like a specific, um, you know, scene in the game, I guess. And he was like, you know, it was like a deep moment for him that I didn't really see that coming for his character at all, who's been like mostly like, you know, comic relief for the most part. So it was, yeah. it was, pretty, it was pretty surprising. And he did, and he really did well. I, I agree with you guys 100%. He knocked that scene out of the park. Mm -hmm. That's great. And then, um, yeah, I mean, you know, it was it was my favorite part of both of that was both of them, the Mandalorian and him, putting on the stormtrooper outfits, you know, and uh, you know he didn't he took his helmet right away, so it was kind of it was interesting to see him again, right? Well, just him wearing a stormtrooper, no helmet, even walking around with the other stormtroopers yeah. with no helmet on. I thought yeah. that was a little weird. It was. So I read something too, and this is another thing that I didn't notice when we were watching, that if you notice, and this is a credit to him, when he was in character, he still moved like his head and his body like he was wearing a helmet. So even when he turned, like he didn't like look side eye. He's like, you know, it makes sense for a person who's used to wearing a helmet the whole life. So like as he's looking at somebody, he's tilting his whole head to look. He's not just like changing his gaze yeah. to another end. So like I thought that was really cool. And it's like I felt as uncomfortable for him during those scenes because you could tell too like how he's so uncomfortable not wearing the helmet. And I was just like he, I, I felt that. It worked like, so I, well. I got it. So it was. I think it was really well done. Yeah. Scene. It, I, I don't like seeing him that much, but when they do it that well, I think it's great. Yep. That's cool. cool. And I like all the stormtroopers saluting as they go and by. Yeah, that was cool. I mean, it's it's interesting. I like now. I want to see more from the perspective of the Empire because we don't really see yeah. like just like how Clone Wars showed the show showed us a lot about the clones. Like it would really be cool to see like the stormtroopers and the officers and stuff. You know, from that perspective. And yeah. maybe we'll get the opportunity to see that, you know, with Mayfeld, maybe there's other guys like that who are in the Empire, yeah. you know, feel the same way. They're just like, hey, I'm here. We're like, I kind of can't get away. I don't have a better option type deal. And it's, it is very interesting. But um, so the best part of that episode, honestly, in my opinion, is the, is the message that he sends to, to Moff Gideon. He basically yeah. regurgitates um, his message to him at the end of season one. Yeah. He's like, you know, He's he's more important to me than you can ever imagine and stuff like that. I was like, oof. I was like, I can't wait till that last episode. It's gonna be amazing. I, I hope. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. 
No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, I, I, I hope we get an end to like that, you know, a resolution to that issue that he, you know, they meet up. I hope it doesn't like linger on till next season that he doesn't get Grogu back. Yeah, was, I, I, I can't do three episodes without yeah. getting Grogu together. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was, if you notice, Grogu wasn't in this episode. It was the first episode. Not, at all, yeah. not in it. So it was. It was. I mean, it, and another thing, the the awesome, you know, the the second to last episode again, where he's like throwing him around in the room. And at this point, like you guys have just watched the last episode, so we're recording a little behind here. So this yep. is like what Thursday? I don't even know Wednesday. New comic book day? Who knows? But um, yeah, it's um, it's it was really awesome seeing him like throw two stormtroopers around with his force powers and uh, on the Imperial starship. So the last piece of news, not Star Wars related. This is pretty cool. Matt, you want to read it off? Yeah, so Tom Cruise apparently I saw this today. He got um so they're in the middle of uh, filming Mission Mission Impossible 7 right now. He apparently went ballistic on set when he noticed two crew members were like super close to each other without masks because they have like super strict COVID guidelines in place. And he was like screaming and cursing, like this, you know, this, that, and the other thing, and just, just screaming at everybody to get their act together, or he's gonna fire them. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. it was crazy. So I I learned more about it. So did you guys hear? Did you guys both hear like his like little? I didn't voice? actually listen to it. No, I, I, I listened to the whole thing, and then I heard someone talking about. It. So I mean, he it, there. It's funny because normally in situations like this, no one would be on Tom Cruise's side. But given like the circumstances, people actually are siding with him. They said he spent he spent a half a million dollars of his own money setting up like a um, a cruise okay. ship to like so people can like successfully social distance within the area, not you know mix in with people from other places. I mean, he, you know, he's he said he's like, listen, I'm on the phone with producers, you know, people. Oh, uh, insurance companies every single night, like all night long, just trying to make sure that we're following the guidelines and getting this movie made because other, you know, other p production companies and people, they're looking to what we're doing to, you know, get their movies made. Yep. He goes, you know, we're, we, we're trying to keep people, you know, we're, we're, we've got thousands of people employed here. We're putting um, food on people's tables. We're putting people's kids through college. I was like, you guys can't screw this up. And, you know, I mean, when he, you put it in that way, he's not wrong. So, I mean, you know, follow the rule. I mean, he went, like, he lit them up. <laughs> I was like, whoa. I was like, because in the video, you don't even know what he's talking about. You have to, like, find out yeah. separately. Like, why is he even yelling at these people? But, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I'm sure those guys are on are under tough scrutiny right now. And, oh, yeah. You know, I'm sure. They want them to get shut down. <laughs> so, right. that was it. I mean, hope it all works out well for uh, Mission Impossible 7. Yeah, um all right so uh next we're going to be joined by our good friend billy tucci to talk about everything going on in his world as our final kickoff of 2020. all right guys we want to welcome our good friend billy tucci to the show again i think this is his third time on the show we're very excited to have billy back billy welcome to the show uh you have two uh here with a video Yes, that's true. This is the first time you're on a video. That's right, yeah, because I was only on with the pod podcast. You got yeah, me into so this thing. I know, it's <laughs> terrifying because, you know, I really do have a face for radio. <laughs> we tell people the same thing, but they still come back for some reason. <laughs> um, so you have two cool projects that you have. Uh, one right now is currently on Indiegogo. It's She Hekyo. 
Yep, yep. She Haikyo is uh, the sequel to it's our it, to Return of the Warrior, which was our first she crowdfund. Oh, Jim, thank you for buying that. Thank you. And she came down and helped us out. Uh, J, you know, JJ, JJ came down and helped us out. Uh, fulfilling. Thank you so much. That was fun. Oh, that was a fun it, Saturday. It, it was fun, you know. And uh, yeah, and it's it's doing great. We're we're now we have seventy two hours left for Haikyo. We're over ninety two thousand. That's so, insane. you know, yeah. I gotta be honest with you. My goal, my goal is to hit, you know, six, six figures, uh, awesome. you know, by the time this campaign ends, that'd be great. So, so uh, we got three Friday night. It ends it's or Saturday morning at 3 AM in the morning or something. And, uh, and let's see if we can hit it. Let's see if we can hit that, 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 uh, that, that six, uh, 100,000. And when does this show, uh, this show Monday. End? Monday. Cool. So it's, it's going to be over. <laughs> no, that's all right because that you know because what's cool is on Monday is and when we launched the She Haikyo Indiegogo. I'm sorry, Kickstarter. All right, nice. Uh, so we're going Kickstarter with, with. I'm actually working on the cover right now. Another like the, at the last minute, but so if you missed out on the Indiegogo, you can join his Kickstarter campaign right yep, now. Yep, and we've learned we found that a lot of people prefer Indiegogo and a lot of people prefer Kickstarter and that they, they feel comfortable in their own in the, in their in, you know in that platform. And uh, when we announced that we were doing it, we, you know, we had over a thousand backers on Kickstarter for Return of the Warrior. So wow. we're like, you know what? We have to honor those. And, uh, you know, our, our motto is no fan left behind, you know, because I'll sell to anybody. I'll sell to Walmart. I'll sell to Kmart, you know, and um, and that's how I how I view these platforms. And I love them both. I love Indiegogo. I love Kickstarter. Uh, they've been really good to us. And I'm just psyched, man. I'm, I'm pumped. I think everybody deserves a little. Everyone deserves a little Billy Tucci, right? There we go. That's true. Everyone needs a little Billy Tucci in their life. <laughs> and the good news is Billy Tucci's little, so it's perfect. <laughs> so, Billy, why don't you tell us what exactly does Haikyo mean? Oh, well, I'm glad you asked, TC. <laughs> uh, Haikyo, actually, so so basically what the story is is that at the end of Return of the Warrior and um, Anna, Anna, okay, in She Return of the Warrior, Anna's life is completely, uh, her warrior past is far behind her. Uh, she is currently now, you know, raised. She's a single mother raising her teenage daughter in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, she is now the curator. Of the, she's a cultural curator of the Brooklyn Botanic Garden in 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 Bro you know in Brooklyn Botanic Garden. And you know her life. You know she, her her life is is simple. It's easy. It's it's you know it's not very easy, but it's normal. She has a normal life. And again, as I said, her warrior days are far behind her, and then it all comes back through a series of events. And there's actually a copycat she killer out there, um, and it's all the story of, of her uh, trying to to stop this killer because now the killer set sights on her daughter Hotaru, which is her 15 year old daughter, and it ends with Hotaru being kidnapped by this copycat she killer, and now Anna and Masahiro Arashi, uh, who is her lifetime enemy, her lifetime uh, antagonist must team up together to stop to save I love <laughs> and uh but then again there's a little twist did this particular she killer is he actually the real she killer and um did is he did he kidnap Hotaro or did he steal her away to save her and Anna's walking into a trap hmm. so it's pretty cool but the whole thing takes place and Haikyo means the ruins and it all takes place this final big battle takes place uh, at the ruins of the, the on Roosevelt Island, which is in between Queens and Manhattan, there's an island. It's a 
giant island um, in the no middle of the river. If you and, know that, though. <laughs> and it's and the 59th Street Bridge uh, spans over it. Yeah, you can take the tram. Island, right? What's that? The tram. You can take the tram there. Yeah, you can yeah, take the tram. tram there. Take a subway, or you have to take a boat. That's the only way to get there: tram, subway, or boat. And uh, well, the whole bat, the, the the climax of of Haikyo takes place at this the place called the ruins on stat on, on Roosevelt Island, and the the post uh, uh, proposed to be haunted. And basically, it's this massive crumbling structure of this castle like smallpox ha hospital that was built in the 1880s. Mm. And I think that's where I played softball. What? I think I played softball there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's, um, it, it's still standing and there's caverns underneath it and, and, and things like that. And the, and the whole battle takes place there. So it's very cool. cool. And this so-called, the so-called she copycat killer, um, has the place, uh, has, has his lair beneath the, the ruins. And it's all these catacombs, these ancient catacombs that are all supposed to be haunted and all. And it's illuminated by, thousands of of japanese lanterns oh, and cool. he's got a collection of all uh all these weapons and all uh, you know war relics samurai armor uh you know swords pistols you know japanese uh warrior japanese soldier uh, uh cavalry swords spears all these weapons of war that were used by evil people oh. and the and, and it, so it's also a ghost story because all these weapons are inhabited the ghosts use these weapons as a vessel to, to, you know, to keep them, I guess, on earth because they don't want to go to Yom Kippur. Yeah, huh? yeah. So, and so the battle takes place and there's, it's a ghost story. It's a thriller. It's a samurai cool. story. It's, it's a, it's a family story. So it's, I think it is, but I, I feel in my heart that it is the greatest single issue of she ever. Awesome. I'm very excited for this. I know, you know, I was checking out, you know, I did finally pick up a, a copy today. I, 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 sponsored or backed your indiegogo and you know the hardest part was which cover I was going to get you know uh, so you know one, yeah, which so I, I went with the gay crasher edition yeah isn't that so, gorgeous and you know billy i'm going to show pictures of these overlay when we you know so i'll okay. have this overlay but you know you got um what's his name jeff uh chapman jeff chapman jeff chapman so this is an incredible cover it's it, it's digital which it doesn't yeah. look digital to me no, um, it is absolutely stunning. I um, think it is the most dynamic she cover I've ever seen in my life. And somebody showed it to me on Twitter and just tagged me in it. And I'm like, oh my God, what is this? And I looked up his name and I tracked him down and he's awesome. He lives in, he lives in New Jersey and uh, he's an incredible artist. And, and uh, I, it's just a real privilege. I'm like, would you, could I use this for a cover? So you <laughs> found this, he didn't reach out to you? No, I reached out to him. Wow, that's awesome! Holy cow! Yeah, and and, uh, and and he it just blows me away. It looks like it looks like what I would want the She movie poster to be. It looks like a real picture. I, yeah. I'm, I'm in shock just looking at it. Like, this yep. is and, and again, I said I think it's one of the most dynamic She uh, covers you know I've ever seen. She illustrations I've ever seen, and uh, it was used as our ninety. $90,000 stretch goal. Everyone got the trading card, which you did. And then the, and then the, uh, no, no, it was for the $85,000 stretch goal. Uh, 
And then for the $90,000 stretch goal, everybody got the Debbie Tucci. (laughs) (laughs) That's her posing for me back in 1994, 93, I think, 93 for the very first. No, I think it's 94. It's 94. Uh, Yeah, because I think she was posing for like she number four or five or something like that. And um, uh, yeah, it was. And uh, I'm like, honey, you got to get, I need your help. You got it. It's like, oh. And, was she uh, all right with, I gotta ask, was she all right with that? No, she's ask. not. She's not all right at all. But I'm like, honey, <laughs> it put us over ninety thousand dollars because everybody wants that trading card. I'm like, you're gorgeous. Look how beautiful you are. Come will, on. Will she, will she be signing those? She will. I. I well, I. If people request it, she'll sign them for sure. That's funny. She'll definitely do one for you, Jim. Oh, okay. Well, thank so. you. Uh, but yeah, I I got that one. And then these other covers, you had this uh, Joni. Brosis, yeah, Jody Brosis is a cosplayer, and she is a designer. Uh, she's a voice actress. She's yeah, she's a huge cosplayer. She's yeah. yeah, and she's beautiful and she's adorable. And we met her at San Diego Comic Con, I think, twenty seventeen. She showed up, and said, "I want to do this," and we're like, "You'd be a beautiful she." <laughs> and she ended up making making that you know making her becoming she. And yeah. she is beautiful, and we never had a cosplay cover, so it's our very first ever cosplay cover. So it's it's fun, man. It's and that's what's so great about being an independent publisher and being a self publisher. You do whatever the hell you want. There you go, and it's great. And if the if the fans respond to it, that's great. If they don't, then you know. And that's what's cool about Kickstarter's Indiegogo's is that it really is. It really does put comics back in the hands of the fans. And if the fans respond to it positively, you'll know that immediately. If they respond to it negatively, you'll know that too. And just by by sales, and I love it. I love this. I love this complete. I mean, I love Diamond. I love comic shops. Um, but the way the industry is skewed today, and how Marvel and DC dominate it with all of their you know their events, or I think a lot of them are scams. What they do to try to push books and forcing retailers to spend all this money to you know they got to spend how many hundreds of copies on captain marvel number one to get a specific variant or something they can't, you know they don't have the money for us independents by the time it comes to us when it comes time to order that in the previous catalog they've blown all their budgets on marvel and dc you know some of the big you know image and things like that so this crowdfunding is really a great alternative for us to sell directly to the to, to the uh, to the fans and the the thing is, is with crowdfunding I think with she return of the warrior I think a, a total it might have been a total of seven eight thousand comics that's wow. not a lot all those variants that's probably 300 of each yeah. that's it and they all come signed you know and then you get a bonus comic it was 25 bucks for a book free shipping and then you get a 40 it was a 56 page book with with uh, a, a, a exclusive um what is it? I think there's only 2,000 of these. A uh, Shiway the Warrior, you know, anniversary edition. Uh, and they're both signed. And then you had stickers, trading cards, patches, all kinds of stuff. You know, fun stuff. of Prints. We threw all that in there for everybody. It was just kind of a fun thing. That's great. I love yeah. It. I love it. I mean, yeah, these other covers are fantastic. You know, the one that stuck out most, you know, your Ashcan. Yeah. Um, I love that. You know, I'm I'm a I've, lately I've been on a, a Michael Turner kick, and that's yeah. what I see when I see that. I mean, it's I love it's, Michael Turner. Yeah, I have it right here. And what, what's cool about the ash can, if I may pitch my thing or absolutely, it up, is, um, I got this lighter because I was drawing. I'm I'm always drawing. I got to get my stuff going. But if I go here, you know, I probably might even be better if you see it with the light. Let me see. Nah, probably not. Nah. <laughs> 
All right. So basically, here's the ash can. Oh, I love it. And That's it's cool. 24 pages. But what it has is it's got the original Stephen Paris's original script. Then it's got roughs, you know, a page of roughs, and then it's got the final pencils. Nice. So it's awesome. it's it's cool. It's you know, it's it's page six, you know. So you see how it goes. It's really organic, and it, it's the comic in its rawest form. Right. Okay. I love it. I, it's fun. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's limited, great. Limited edition too, and it's an ash can, so it's kind of fun, kind of cool. Yeah, that's cool. I'm a big so. fan of that. And then you've got a couple covers, and then you got uh, Maria Laura, which is a nice cover. Yeah, Maria Laura is uh, one of the artists on Miss Fury. Um, she. Uh, she she graced us with a cover. She's just astonishing, and now she's just taken off. She's doing Wonder Woman, um, and uh, we're just very lucky to have her on Miss Fury. And she's amazing. She's she's just amazing. She's uh, and she did it over the summer for us, and uh, it's just gorgeous. This is this image of Anna and her daughter, in you know in like quiet repose, and beautiful. In beautiful Japanese garden with a temple up there. And I just I, I just I just fell in love with it, and uh, and then. Another thing we're doing is is the first ever she glow in a dark cover. Yes. Ooh. Yeah, I love glow in a dark, and I <laughs> she way the warrior number one was returnable because I I had solicited with a glow in a dark cover. I didn't know what I was doing. I'm like, yeah, you need a special cover. I'm like, all right, it'll be a glow in a dark cover. <laughs> and then I found out that glow in a dark ink in 1993, 94. I don't even know till when was outlawed in the United States because it came from China and it was toxic. <laughs> so Marvel used, I think, in 92 and 93, but after, like, early 93, they, you know, our printers refused to, to import it or they weren't allowed by law, yes. something like that. So, <laughs> so what, what's going to be glow-in-the-dark on that? Is it going to be the, the uh, ghosts? The ghosts? Yeah, uh, around there, the ghosts. See, now, her I'm going to have to get this one now. Damn you. What I love about the glow-in-the-dark <laughs> is that the glow-in-the-dark is cheaper than the hardcover, and it costs, like, twice as much more to make it. Oh, it's wow. so expensive because, like, yeah, I guess we can get. So I had to buy this giant vat of glow in the dark, um, you know, uh, ink, and uh, and then so the goal is, I'm like, listen, we want to save that ink because I want to make a special come. This book is slated to be solicited in April. This book is almost done now, um, and we're gonna. Our goal is to send it to the printers early January, and then fulfill in February into March. And then in March, we're going to launch the 462 page She Omnibus edition, volume one, which is the first 16 issues of She, which includes um, the Tomoe miniseries and the whole entire Way of the Warrior story arc. But I want one of the, hey, Matthew, this is my son, Matthew. <laughs> I miss him, Mr. Michael Eck, right? Look. What's up, man? How are you? Hello. What's up? <laughs> so, uh, but we're going to do a special She number one facsimile edition you know but it yeah. will have a glow in a dark cover finally that's awesome so that'll that's be our special we'll have our big hard cover giant on the bus edition and then if somebody wants to buy the comic the she comic can get a she uh you know glow in, with the glow in a dark cover finally <laughs> i think we're gonna have to get that omnibus that'd be cool yeah, yeah. look good in the bookshelf there you go. <laughs> yeah. good stuff oh it's snow how about that snowstorm huh fellas my my son just brought snow in it's oh, looking yeah. good outside we yeah, should be it What's that? Really? It looks gorgeous outside. Yeah, it's beautiful. I love I love before it's touched. Then when it gets all dirty and they plow it, then it's like get it out of here. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So. So yeah, we're we're excited about this, you know. And it, 
I can't wait to read it. It's it's very cool. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, I, I tell you, like I said, if you read, if you liked way Return of the Warrior this far, well, it answers everything too. Return of the Warrior ended on a on a cliffhanger because it had to. It was just there's a lot of story to it. Right. But I'm so proud of it. I'm so proud of Team She. I'm so proud of Stephen Peros, who's who's our writer on the on the project. Um, uh, Brian Miller, of course, the colorist. Gardenio Lima, who's uh, who does my finishes. And I, I got to tell you, he's a far better artist than me, man. He's unbelievable. <laughs> he just blows me away. He is so great with his pencils and the detail he does in them. And, uh, and you know, Mindy Lopkins, our artist. Niall Scala, our pal Niall, is our designer who designs all the covers. And uh, it's just a great team, man. It's uh, It feels so good to be back. It feels – I feel reinvigorated. I feel like it's 1998, 99 again. And you also have your – you don't have your arm at best, so you yeah, must no, be happy. I'm all good with my withered arm. There yeah, you go. So I, 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 they said after Thanksgiving I could start, you know, working out again. But after the New Year's I'll start, <laughs> you know, get back in shape. Yeah. But, yeah, I yeah I had that sucker. I was all messed up. But, you know, if I'm going to do something, I got to go all the way, right, and really screw it up. There you go. <laughs> it's the only way to do it. Yeah, you tear your bicep muscle, tear the whole thing off the bone like I did. <laughs> So the other project you had going on was the Miss Fury, which yep. I'm so excited for. Yep. Where are we at on that? Miss Fury looks beautiful. That too is approaching 100,000. Um, we just made, uh, or Dynamite's making an announcement. If we hit 100,000, I'm going to be doing a special eight-page story. Ooh, uh, and nice. a, an additional eight-page story to the comic. Uh, it's going great. It's, it's uh, you know, I got we got the two artists on it. You know, we, we have Maria Laura Sanapo and Edu uh, Mena on it. And it looks beautiful, guys. I mean, these yeah. guys have captured the spirit of June Tarpe Mills, uh, who was Miss Fury's creator. And for those of you who may not may or may not know who she is, Miss Fury is the first published comic book superheroine or superhero comic uh, character that was created by a woman. It's the first published one. Who knows? Maybe, I'm sure women created other things. Miss Fury was the first one. She wow. debuted, and she debuted six months before Wonder Woman. Yeah, it's and a great she, story. She has a great background story. Yeah, yeah she does. And it's uh, and she's uh, June Tarpe Mills was you know she did it for ten years. It was in strips, and then Marvel reprinted them. Uh, and it's it's incredible. Just what a what a, unbelievable the 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 amount of detail and the backstory. And it's you know they're fighting Nazis yeah. and gangsters and mad scientists. And she's got this. I mean, she's Catwoman with the original black. You know, black unitard with the with the cat with the cat mask and the cat ears. Basically, what Catwoman looks like now is Miss Fury. Yeah, it's a beautiful movie. costume. She has a beautiful. Uh, it really is, oh, and it's completely. Yeah. And I mean, what's more sexy than just that black shape? Yeah. You know. Yeah. And uh, so we have her in, in Joy Division. Uh, I'm. It's called Miss Fury Joy Division, and uh, I, I bet you know some of the people out there are aware of the band Joy Division. One of my uh, favorite from the '80s, but. Where they got that name from was Joy Division was was uh, during World War II, the Nazis uh, when when the, took out of the camps the the Jewish women out of the camps and gypsies and stuff like that. And when they were leading them to the camps to the work camps, there was two doors, two gates. One gate went left, and that went to the work camp uh, where they were basically worked to death, start work, starved to death. To the right, though, they would go through Camp Joy. And in Camp Joy, these women were taught, you know, uh, they were quaffed, they were they were beautified, they wore beautiful clothes, they were taught, 
you know, they were they were fed well, all this, and they were literally turned into into sex slaves for the German army. And they were repeatedly raped. So in, in, in many ways, they suffered a fate worse than death. Mm -hmm. And this is the story of uh, Miss Fury sent to Germany to capture the head of the Joy Division and bring it back on war crimes. Wow. That's awesome. And she comes across her old enemies and she's got to team up with the Baroness. And but it's it's a real it's a real human human story. Uh, it tells about the horrors of the Joy Division. It tells about what the you know, it's you know, these days it's so easy for someone to call somebody a Nazi. You know, you hear that everywhere. You know, oh, you Nazi, oh you're a Nazi. You know what Nazis are? These people have no idea what Nazis really were. They were the most evil, evil people ever put on the side of the work them and like you know like the soviets the you know the top soviets and all they were monsters they were savages they were they were the most disgusting things ever the cup spew out of humanity and uh and our story is her going in there and basically what she does is she ends up liberating the women of the joy division and then they go after the germans like a female and glorious bastards all in the all in the miss fury costumes that's yeah. awesome that, that, cool. i'm really excited for them so yeah. how far away from the hundred thousand are you guys right now miss fury uh miss fury is if i can go find miss fury i think is at, is at ninety five thousand. um and she as of right now as of this recording we are now at Ninety-two thousand five hundred twenty-nine. <laughs> oh my god! All right. So yep. we got to get that up to hundred thousand. So I got to get that. I got to get that. Billy Tucci. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I do, and I want, I want to hit that number. I really do. That's awesome. Uh, for the first campaign, I didn't care, but now I'm like, no, I want six figures, man. Six <laughs> yeah, figures on this book. Oh, you're close. I think you're gonna get there. It's, it's so I close. think so. We got three days, so hopefully, you know. God, no, nothing would. I'm excited. I backed this one. I got, I got one of the yeah. original pages, so I'm, I'm. I'm I'm waiting. So uh, I, I want to ask you about one. She got, uh, what did you get? If she, you got one of the original or Miss Fury. Miss Fury, the original oh, page. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got lots coming out in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to do, um, you know, after. So our goal, as I was saying earlier, is that all Crusade comic books will be uh, starting in 2021. These books will be completely penciled, inked, colored, and lettered, and formatted, ready for press. Before we even launch, wow. very exciting. I'm and so that's, excited. That's the goal. So we see yeah, we start with you know, Haikyo's almost done. Haikyo's, I'd say, ninety percent done. Now eighty-five percent done. It'll be done by the time the Kickstarter ends for sure, and it's going to go right to press. Yeah. Um. Then, uh, again, in March we have our four hundred sixty-two page She on the Bus Edition Volume One. Then in May, my pal J.C. Vaughn. If you guys know J.C. Vaughn, oh yeah, right. and I will be bringing together She Gatecrasher. Wow. which is a real love letter to the comics industry. And it's all about uh, the history of comics and about creator owned comics and, and uh, creator rights. And, 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 and she is literally trapped in time where she has to go from 1938 to the present. And she's trying to get her way back. And she's going to come across some of the greatest comic book characters you've ever seen in your life. What I want this to be is the destroy all monsters of comic books. That's I want funny. everyone in there. All in the favors of friends. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot oh, of fun. Oh, that's cool. We're going to go through all the different genres of, of comics. So she'll go through a Western genre. She'll go through World War II fighting Nazis. She'll go through, you know, aliens. She'll go through uh, the psychedelic age of the 60s, the, the Wortham time, you know, you know the, the Wortham uh, 
uh, episode will happen. She'll go through the black and white explosion of the 80s. So into the 90s where she, you know, the bad girls exposed, she'll be fighting bad girls uh, into the 2000s with the big zombie craze. And it's all about her trying to get her way home. But the underlying message is all about create her own comics. That's that's cool. It's all action. It's just fun. I'm going to put her in a cowgirl costume, you know, fighting. (laughs) You know, it's going to be so much fun. I want to do Formula One stuff. I want to put her in a Spitfire flying, you know, in war comics. She's flying that in the Battle of Britain scene or something like that. I just... That's it's gonna right. be great. It's gonna be great. Awesome. Very cool. So, so I want to switch gears here, if you don't mind. So, no. um, you know, because we got a, we got a couple more minutes here. So, um, you also do another project, uh, Pop Pop XP. Yes. So you've got your own YouTube channel where you, yeah. Niall, and uh, you guys bring guests on. You basically, you know, you you bring on artists that either have a crowdfunding project going on or hope to have one. Um, I do catch a few of these things uh, when I can, and I love them. They're actually really cool. Um, I actually bought. I've. I've. Um, when I say bought, I've. Uh, I've back, I've backed, yeah. I've backed a few of these, um, so I'm very excited for them. Um, wh- what's going on with that? Give us an update well, on that. We are celebrating this week. We are celebrating our 250th episode. So we're gonna have a big party, and what we, what we, why we created is, is, and it really was a part to inspire me. I wanted to talk to other creators, and I love, you know, I love, you know, I'm down with OPP, man. Other people's <laughs> projects, so you know, I'm, uh, I, I want to promote other people, other yeah, kind of you know me. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know me, PC. So uh, no, the, the whole point of it is to is to promote, is to promote other comic creators. Uh, to uh, to promote their projects, to pro- promote independent, but also because it's the Pop XP, we also we now are interviewing a lot of mainstream creators. We had Walter si- Walter Louis Simonson on a few weeks ago. We've had uh, you know a great great uh, cornucopia of creators. That uh, my friend Thomas Lennon from Reno Nine One One, he was <laughs> on a few weeks ago, and it's just a, a conversation with creative people, and just to 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 to, to um, just to talk up what their projects are, what what they what they're into, what they're what, what books they're following. We start talking about like you guys, not not dissimilar to you, the news, what's going on in entertainment, what's going on in comics, and we just want a real positive, uh, it, you know, real positive show. And again, it's a lot like you guys. It's almost like just hanging out in a comic shop and just talking yeah. about stuff we love. That's the West vibe we go for. <laughs> yeah. So I was I was I that's where this was born, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, last yeah. week you, you had Greg Hillebrand on. Yeah, uh, I mean That's he's awesome. one of my one of my idols. I well, love Greg. Yeah. I want to have like I want to have him on our show, and I may well, have to reach out to him. Like, hey. I'll, I'll, I'll make the introduction. Greg's birthday. It, Greg's eighty second birth eighty second birthday is January twenty third. We're gonna have him on for a birthday show. Nice. Right. And I didn't want. I love Greg Hillebrand. I've been friends with Greg uh, for twenty five years. Um, and you know, I'm like you, I'm always, uh, the, 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 you know, when I'm around him, but, um, I, uh, I said, would you do it an at 45 minutes to an hour, you know? And he's like, yeah. And like that, the hour was up. He yeah. was talking. And then I felt, I'm like, okay, we got to go. Cause we, <laughs> oh, you know how it is with the hard deadlines, you know, that yeah. put up on now. Um, and you know, it's, it's, uh, you, you, you don't know. You're like, I don't know how he's going to talk. Is he going to be into it? And he was so into it. And, uh, you know, we're going to do a little tour of his studio, hopefully with the show and, cool. and have a nice birthday celebration with him. Yeah, we want to bring people on to wish him a happy birthday. 
Yeah, Absolutely. that's cool. Quick, quick story. Like when I first met him, you know, I was at a uh, um, a um, a showing a, uh, at uh, Metropolis in the city. I, I just it was uh, well, what's one of the Star Wars, Matt? What's that? What's, what's one of the Star Wars artists? Uh, I forgot his it was name. John Cassidy, wasn't it? John, John Cassidy. Cassidy. John Cassidy. So it was yeah. his. Okay. It was basically his uh, art uh, gallery show that he gone. So I went there. That's I was just great. He's it was awesome. really cool. So you know, I'm sitting yeah. there and. You know, you had the Greg Hillebrand poster up, and I have one of these posters that he signed. Yeah. And I'm looking at it, and then this lady comes up. She's like, do you really like this? I was like, this is one of my favorites. I love these, the Hillebrand brothers. And, you know, we just started talking. She's like, well, would you like to meet him? I'm like, oh, I'd love to meet him one day. I mean, that would be really cool. Well, here he is. And she, it was his wife. And I was like, yeah. what is going on here? It was well, a total oh, that's great craziness. Yeah, he's a prince. He really is. And I hope if you like Jim, I'll invite you, you all you guys, you want to come on when he's on and we'll we'll just wish us and tell that story. You know that oh. I think we get a good <laughs> I almost passed out. It was really weird. It was really, really it was so surreal because I'm like, oh my God, he's in front of me. And it was just well, it, it was weird. Every, every year we do the um the it's at the Morristown show. Mm -hmm. uh, the Morris, it's it's um oh uh, yeah the Garden State Comic Fest we yeah, did the Garden State Comic Fest yep, yeah, yep. I, saw, I, I saw him there last year yeah yep. and they come every year and then we all go to dinner that's cool to, like so you guys come you come with us <laughs> Why not? Yeah. We're there. Yeah, we'll definitely come this year we usually get like Chinese like the you know they take over the whole room we'll sit at table we'll sit at table with, with, with Greg Hildebrand and, and we'll share dim sum. There you so, go. Thank you for that. Nice. So, so out of all these guests, you know, was there any big surprises, like book-wise, by story-wise? Like, you know, was there any surprise that you, like, oh, my God, this is fantastic. I mean, they're all, I know they're all good. Yeah. But like, is there one that sticks out in your mind that, oh, geez, we had so many, you know, dealing, you know, having your idols on, that which we've we've had. And, and of course, now I'm drawing a blank of all the hundreds of guests we've had on on the show, but, oh, God, you caught me off guard on that. <laughs> I mean, we ended up laughing and stuff, you know, um, getting insight, you know. Uh, oh, jeez. Oh, boy. Oh. Yeah, you catch me off guard. I'm just trying to think, you know, you just. Yay! <laughs> oh, I know, you know. I was like, oh, and, and, and of course, when we get off the air, I'm going to think of them. Of course, of course. But it's just it's just been great. It's been a wonderful, positive experience. Uh, you know, Brian Polito, I think, was our first guest, you know. and He's uh, on yeah, yeah, he's great, and he just, you know, does the whole thing. And, and Brian and calling in favors all of my friends, you know, Jimmy Pamiati, Ethan Van Skyver. But man, we've got giants, huge guys on the show. You know, Danny Fingerov, Marv Wolfman was great. Oh, that's right, Marv yeah. Wolfman stories. You know, and you're like Marv Wolfman. You know, and he's just telling. You know, it's like what? So it's that was that was a great one having him on. Uh, Danny Fingeroff, who did a, a, the biography of Stan Lee and telling stories of Stan Lee. And, you know, I have his book here. Am I have the book right here? The author of A Marvelous Life and talking Stan Lee stories. Uh, you know, and then I might have brought up the story when you blew us off, Jim, when you could have presented <laughs> Stan Lee with all those military honors. But you, know, <laughs> oh. you, and Leo, you and Leo had something better to do, I guess, that, that I night. Think we, I think we probably did. <laughs> Typical Jim. <laughs> I regret it. So, it was you know, great. He, he loved it. He was crying. It was it was it was amazing. And he died two years to the day after that. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, but what a night he was, and he was on that night. You know, he was what 93, 94, 95. I don't even remember how old he was. 
and he was on and he was he was crying he couldn't believe it you know it was it was great what a that's one of the career highlights for me for sure that's great that's gotta so, be a great moment who do you uh, so on the opposite direction like who do you want to have on your show like oh. like if you could have one did I throw you off guard on that one too? No, no, no. Well, okay. So I had, you know, Kevin Eastman was on. Uh, yeah. Uh, but this piece, someone I really want on the show. All right. I know this. You know, I'd love that Tom McFarlane on. Yeah. You know, we had Eric Larson and Mark Silvestri, and they were yeah. great. Uh, I'd love that Todd on. But man, uh, you know who I really, you know who I'd really, really like of anyone. In all honesty, that's it. I I would love to have Gerard Way on. From My Chemical Romance, from, from yeah. Doom Patrol, yeah, from right. Umbrella Academy, because I am a huge My Chemical Romance fan. I'm an FCR <laughs> head, and uh, and I would I am afraid I'd geek out. <laughs> I ran by a booth one time in San Diego, you know. That's I'm like, awesome. yeah, he's like, I'm like, that's Gerard Way. And I didn't want to oh. change. But I would love to have Gerard Way on and talk about his, you know, not talk about his music career, but talk about his comics. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I just, I just, I just, I, I think he's a genius and i think the black parade uh is the greatest album of the 21st century <laughs> so, very awesome. cool which isn't hard to say i guess now right because all the crappy music yeah very seriously <laughs> dude all my music behind me is from like the 70s and 80s <laughs> get it yeah he gets a toy story <laughs> I, well he was born in 95 billy that's why yeah oh, i should have been born in 65 or something <laughs> Uh, as far as I, as far as I know, music stopped in '89. <laughs> yeah, I, I give it up to like '92 or something, maybe. But you know, '89. I, I I like that you say '89. Some good U2 albums came out after the Pearl Jam. They came out with some pretty good yeah. stuff. '90. Yep, absolutely. Still there. There you go. <laughs> All right. There you go. What's his name? Vanilla Ice. <laughs> I was I was telling a Toy Story about it. I was like, oh, you you know the Go Ninja Go Ninja Go, right? He goes, what? I was like, you don't know Go Ninja Go Ninja Go? It's like the secret of the use, man. <laughs> uh, All right, ourselves, Billy. This was awesome. We're we're really excited about these. Maybe we're su we're super excited about stuff we didn't even talk about uh, coming out. Well, but, we uh, want to have the Don't Feed the Geeks guys on. On Pop XP, we'd love yeah, to have you on to talk Absolutely. about your your, your, your channel and uh, and the podcast. You still do the podcast too, right? You do it yeah. both. Yeah, so this this will released on podcast as well as YouTube, yeah. so people can either listen or watch whichever they prefer. Outstanding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Try to cover all bases, like you. you know? Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. And and uh, and we'll have a good old time. Awesome. Uh, we're looking out over the holidays. I don't know. I, are you guys going to have your Christmas party this year? No. We postponed this year. Yeah, it yeah. was hard. My 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 wife uh, my wife shut down having people here. So uh, that was the original we, plan, we, right? We do it at the comic shop, but then you know some people didn't want to go. So we're like, yeah, you know what? We'll just we'll, we'll we'll just cancel this year. We'll have we'll have twice as big uh, of one next year. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, we're gonna have some holiday parties virtual on the Pop XP if you guys want to join. Oh, awesome. Yeah, we'll definitely pop into that. So there. Get some eggnog and and uh, oh, yeah. you know, or some wine <laughs> or some scotch or something, and we'll I've already gone through two cartons of that. We'll talk stories. We'll just talk about anything. We'll talk about Mandalorian. You oh, know, oh hell yeah. You know, let's just talk stuff. You know, I think it'd be great. Awesome. Good stuff. So, Thank you so much, Billy. Billy, and we look forward to talking to you again soon, buddy. You too, guys. Great to talk. Uh, you have a very merry Christmas, happy New Year. Thank and you. Thanks you for too. having me on. I will send you guys the. Uh, I'll send you an email with the StreamYard links and see what you guys want, what date works for you. Thank uh, you. And, Thank and you guys will pop on for our 250th episode. 
Absolutely. We'd love that, man. Thank you, boys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, Billy. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you again to Billy Tucci. Always a character, as always. Always an animated uh, bringer of life. So uh, we appreciate him joining us again, and I'm sure we'll have him uh, join us again in 2021. But before we finally put 2020 to bed, we figured there was really only one holiday special that could end 2020. <laughs> and, we, and I'll be honest, this is the first time I saw it. I don't know about you guys. Yep. We chose the Star Wars holiday special to review for you guys. We did it this is for fully you. on YouTube if anybody ever wants to watch it. <laughs> watch a real good copy. That well, someone, this film will not take it down because if they took it down, then they'd have to claim responsibility for it. So <laughs> before we start talking about this, how did this even get made? Like was Lucas? Did Lucas okay this? He. I looked up the credit. I don't know if he okay. He must have okay. I didn't see his name I, in the credits. Anyway. I looked up the credits. His name isn't there anywhere. Yeah. Not director. Not writer. Not anything. So. It's. It's a. It's something. Who there's, wants to start? There's a story. So there's a story about this that he tried to have every tape that he could find destroyed because he hated it so much. <laughs> and years later, Carrie. He wanted Carrie Fisher to do some voiceover work for him, and she only agreed to do it if she would if he would give her a, co a copy of the thing on tape. So he gave it to her and she would show, she said, she was like, I would show it to uh, people whenever I had them over for a party at the end of the night so that they would just leave. I just put the <laughs> screen for everybody. I got to say, she looked fantastic in it. That was the best she looked in any of the movies. She looked beautiful. I think she like over, I think they overdid it with the makeup on her. So let's back this up. This is only a year, like almost maybe it's less than a year. Right. It's less than a year after Star Wars came out. So, so who wants to give a synopsis quickly on what this is about? Dude, I don't um so JJ. Yeah, so this move that, that movie, this was a what was it, CBS? So I, think, I don't know. It played That's instead so, of the Incredible Hulk. You guys know that the Incredible Hulk and Wonder yeah. Woman were pushed that week <laughs> for this to be on television. <laughs> so this was a television special. It was uh, based off, you know, the Star Wars franchise, 1978. Um, right it, off the hype. So. It, brought, it brought back, you know, this was on TV. It brought back all the Star Wars characters, you know. So we had Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, Princess um, Carrie Fisher, Anthony Daniels. I'm going to say Peter Kenny Mayhew. Baker. I'm going to say Kenny Baker, Peter Mayhew. Um, Jones apparently lent his voice. Yeah, well, we'll back we'll back that up a little bit. Uh, yeah, it may have been. Um, so this was a TV show, and it started off basically, you know, um, what is it called, Life Day? Um, yeah, I'm trying to get Chewie home to Kashyyyk so he could spend Life Day with his family. That is right. That's so, the entire thing. So basically, we're on Kashyyyk. Um, but if you notice, one of the whoever one of the officers called it Kazook. <laughs> Did you catch that? I was like Kazook. I'm not. So we're in. So apparently, Chewbacca has a wife, has a son, and his father, Lumpy, and his father, Itchy. It's very, very, very well done with the naming. Here. So, so the these characters. So, uh, behind the scenes. So, you know these act these actors. So, uh, Lumpy the boy, the the, the child. Um, that was actually a young, that was a, an older lady. Um, she's Maloney. Been, she's been in a lot of things. Um, she was Tweaky uh, in in Battle in Battlestar not Battlestar uh, Buck Rogers. So, have you ever seen Buck Rogers, the little robot? 
she played she was inside of that she's been in a lot of movies she's actually pretty well known um and then the two other characters the wife was actually a, there was a, a guy inside of that uh, i've got what his name is but again these are real well-established uh actors and actresses that played inside of chewbacca um but yeah kashik we had, you know, we were in the home of Chewbacca, very modern for 1978. Very um, 70s looking home. <laughs> we had an actual kitchen, just like you would have in your own home. We had a living room like you would have. And, you know, it's it was pots and pans. Like, it was very... Um, it very looked like the Brady Bunch house. <laughs> so basically, this whole thing was, you know, Chewie's trying to get home. You know, with with uh with with Han Solo and you know the Empire Empire shows up. You know they do all their garbage stuff, and we got little shorts. We had B. Arthur singing a song. Jefferson yeah. Airplane. Just, I did not expect that B. Arthur thing. I was like, what is going on right now? Je yep. Jefferson Airplane, and then the I'm not sure what the other lady was. A very very uncomfortable. Um, segment. yes, her name was Dihan Carroll. Right, Dina, she, okay. she's Diana. a very She's a very famous actress. She sucks as a singer. It was a real weird scene. It was like almost oh semi pornographic. Like <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was, very, I was very, I was very uncomfortable sitting here. Yeah, uh, I was like, uh, it was one of those you know WTF moments. Going, what yeah. is he doing there? And she was very, it was very sexual. So Mark Hamill was also in it. And what I wanted to ask you guys was this like right after. His accident. Yes, they put heavy makeup on. Because I was like, he has a lot of makeup on. The car and accident. I, and I could notice that there was like a scar, like going down. Yeah. Uh, I think it was the left or right side of his face. I was like, I was like, this must have been right after the car accident because this is a lot of makeup he's wearing. Like it he was, was wearing more makeup than Carrie Fisher was. It was caked, and it was caked yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. Made him look unnatural. Yeah. Really weird. And then I noticed when they had that last weird scene after when Carrie song Carrie Fisher was singing her song, which actually wasn't bad. If that was really her singing it, she did a decent, uh, half decent job. I think. Yeah. Not what I expected. But, um, he covered, I think that side of the face where like the scar was semi visible. So he, that was really the only other time you saw it, but really weird. I mean, like there's like in the beginning lumpies, like using that chess set, they have one in like their living room or whatever it is. And they have this like freaky, like Cirque du Soleil, like holographic thing that he's watching. I'm like, what did you, is did you, this? Did you know that it was tape decks? It was, a, it was, you know, those, those Radio Shack tape decks? The, the small ones, right? No, no, the big yeah. ones. So the oh, okay. big, you know, you put a cassette tape in, you drop it down. It's got the, you know, five or six buttons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was two of them at each corner. I was like, Funny. those are Radio Shack tape decks. It was hysterical. It was weird. So <laughs> there was a few good moments in it. I think the cartoon was pretty interesting. That was interesting. I wish it were, yeah. if it were animated a little better, I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more, but so I would have actually enjoyed it. That was Ralph McQuarrie animation, actually. Yes. I didn't, yes. I didn't that, yeah. yes. So I think Boba Fett wasn't bad. Luke was okay. Han Solo was awful. Horrible. Uh, like his face is like hanging down to his chest. Um, I didn't like the weird 3PO like bouncing out of yeah, his like thing. Um, it was just it was weird. Like, but the story, like I would have watched an hour of like a good story of that before I would have watched the, the live action stuff again. What? <laughs> so so here we had Boba Fett, who's a good guy, apparently, but then he, yeah. well, he yeah. is bad, but then he takes off, says, I'm gonna meet you again, and just 
I'll Leave. meet you again in Fire Strikes Back. Like, out it was, 19- why wouldn't he fire? And then if you notice, it started off with the star log, blah, 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 blah. Like, it was a, it was a total Star Trek moment. <laughs> yeah, it was like they were watching, like, a TV show or something like mm-hmm. that. It's like, so strange. My favorite was the uh, cooking show that they yes. were watching. So do you stir, know who that guy stir, is? Whip, 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 stir, beat. Yeah, with his head. <laughs> oh, that, that's Harry Corman. He's a very famous uh, comedian back in those days. Know. He was on um, the Carol Burnett show. It was yep. like a variety show. He was yep. on that. Yep. By far the funniest character because I don't find Carol Burnett funny at all. I, I actually hate Carol Burnett's humor, but he's hilarious. Have you ever seen Blazing Saddles, Matt? Mm-hmm. He's in that too. He oh, plays yeah. like – I forgot what his name is in that. But he's, he's like good friends with Mel Brooks too. He's been in a few other Mel Brooks Yeah, movies. he was the mayor. But, yeah, yeah. He was the, by far the best part of this. Oh, that. Yeah. That was great. The stir, whip, stir, whip, stir, whip, stir, whip. <laughs> um, and then we had the famous R. Carney, which, I mean, this guy's a legend. I don't yeah. know why he would do this show. I, I think know. it's probably money. Money was probably involved. Uh, but he played the traitor, and, you know, I, I really liked his his character in this. Um, I, just, I like R. Carney. I mean, he's always been one of my favorites back in that time frame. Um, <laughs> I, I do remember this being on TV. Um, I saw this when it came out. I don't think I watched the whole thing, but I do remember this uh, this television show. You would have deserved um, for it if you watched the whole thing as like a little. Yeah, but you know it's so funny when him. You know when we're in his shop and he's talking to the uh, to the Empire guy. He's like, "Listen, I've got these mini aquariums. You could take." Your <laughs> and I'm like, "Like it was so earthy, you know." Yeah. It was, yes. It was. I mean, I think that's what happened with this. I, I think that was one of the biggest drawbacks was they they didn't make it too they didn't make it Star Wars at I didn't, all. No. Yeah, I didn't feel like you were in Star Wars. No, no. Um, so you know that whole thing, and it was I just, felt like it was like a really bad episode of Alf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then you know, I, I I felt horrible when the stormtrooper was wrecking the boys' room, like they yeah. were tearing it up. And then ripping the head off the bantha, like it was just—I was like, "Oh my god, what the hell?" <laughs> it Sorry, was. They, they got theirs. Okay. Um, I do think any Star Wars fan should watch it. Just to, yeah. Just to watch it. I mean, I'll tell you what. The best part was the Jefferson Starship. I mean, that song "Light in the Sky of Fire." Like, yeah, I like that kind of music. It's great. Like again, that—that that was probably the—that was a great song. The great part of that, and it was weird just having, you know, an Empire dude sitting there watching. It was just. <laughs> Listen, this is like what it was like an hour and a half, like well, know, two hour hours and seven minutes. Yeah, yeah, two hours on TV. But if you watch the YouTube video, it's like an hour and forty minutes. I would say a solid like four to five minutes was was interesting or decent. <laughs> yeah, so <I> agree. <laughs> there was a lot of like in the beginning, especially when you first saw the Chewbacca's family. It was like twenty five minutes of nothing happening. And yeah, so that was the worst part where you have them talking to each other, and it's just like. There's no, there's no human there to like there's say, no what, you know, um, say what they're saying. I was like, um, this is yeah. Annoying. And I think I think that's what may have been the problem with this is you know yeah the first eleven to fifteen minutes was you know there was no English. The yeah. only the only English you got was on a on a screen. Yeah. You know, and that was weird because you know they they put regular text on the screen. Well, you know, we had what do you call Wookies there? It should have been Wookie yeah. or you know it was just. It was god-awful. Uh, so, so I didn't even think that to do this. What are we giving our grades? We got to grade this. Oh, my gosh. Who's going to go first? JJ, I want your grade first. 1-0. 1-0. Wow. Yeah, it was 
There's a, there's a lot of uncomfortable moments. NG, no grade. No grade. <laughs> oh, you guys are terrible. That's I'm it. gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and give it a 1.8. <laughs> That's funny. NG one one eight. I I think as a Star Wars fan, you deserve you owe it to yourself to um it's a piece of the history. Tortured through this movie yeah. because it's, you know you can't call yourself a Star Wars fan. It's a conversation it. piece too. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, I re I did something that made me feel really bad, and like this this isn't really that bad of a thing to say. It could be worse. <laughs> like, oh I, my mean, God. I mean, we had I mean, B Arthur probably you know that that gave me the point five to make it one zero. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, man, she definitely got the offer for Golden Girls right after this. <laughs> she had the entire canteen. I mean, we had all the we had all of them, even some yeah. weird big giant mouse that she was cuddling up next to. That was a weird scene. Was, and some like, dude pouring liquid in his head, like it was. That was actually random. I was like, what is this? It was. It's an oddball thing, and. You know, I've seen a lot of oddball things, but that's up there. But that's all I got to say. You guys, anything? Nope. All right. Well, there was our review. That's 2020. Um, we've got a lot in store for you guys for 2021. We'll probably be doing a special uh, year in review uh, episode for our next episode. Uh, maybe you'll get a new song. Me oh. <laughs> TC might be working on something for all. Oh, of them. I'm excited. <laughs> um, but just want to let you guys know that we're super appreciative of everyone who listened to us. Um, all you geek freaks out there who comment, who you know, constantly share, who voted for us during the Best of Li uh, 2021 uh, podcast um, voting ballots. Uh, those are closed now as of officially 12-15 um, those closed. We don't have any information yet. You know, Once we do, uh, we'll share it with you guys and let you know. But we just want to say thank you. Uh, and if you're not doing so already, please hit that subscribe button. Uh, please give us a thumbs up. Uh, give us some comments. So, you know, stuff you like, stuff you didn't, stuff you want to hear from us. And um, you know, you can reach out to us on Instagram at um, Don't Feed the Geeks Podcast and at um, Li Comic Guys. Uh, there you go. You see it on the bottom. We're on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, I, I think we have a Twitter account, but we don't really monitor it, so probably don't message us there. Twitter's <laughs> <laughs> awful. Don't do that. <laughs> and you know, that's it. That's 2020, guys. Hopefully, 2021 uh, is going to be a better one. Hopefully, we hit. We're able to go to some cons. Oh, sure. Some stuff from there. And uh, we're we're definitely. I think the outlook is is hopeful. That's yes. that's what we're gonna say. The outlook is hopeful. Um, and a happy but, life day. Yes, happy, happy life day, guys. <laughs> but uh, but until then, remember. Don't be the geeks.